0: Hallelujah. Well, the title of my message and the series of messages I'm going to do over the next three weeks, this week and two more weeks, is I want to talk to you about legacy Christianity. Legacy Christianity. I am not interested in what I can do in the short lifespan that God's going to give me here on this earth. Yes, I want to do all the things I can, and I want to release those things, and I want to participate in a big way, and I want to actually carry on the legacy of some of you folks that came a generation, two generations before me, who did the hard work to make sure that a guy like me could stumble into a little country church in Wisconsin, receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, pick up his you know, cross, and begin to walk. So it's not only the legacy of of what you're going to leave. Think of the legacy that brought you to Christ. The legacy, the resources it took. I mean, the anointing of God that it took. All of those things were present to ensure that you would have an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord Lord and Savior, find your place in the kingdom of God, and thrive all the days of your life. That's that's the promises of God. But how important is it? Because again, all the all the, the miracles, the signs, the wonders that you enjoyed. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, Well, didn't I do all these things in your name? Cast out demons and do all the, you know, just the whole gamut, right? And God looks at that individual and says, Get away from me, you worker of lawlessness. I never knew you. The you you became. I never knew that one. I knew the one that I created. I knew the one that I, I ordained. I knew the one that that I called. I know the one that I wanted to lead as a champion in my kingdom. But how many people know? Pastor Lonnie did an awesome job on Sunday to explain that. You know, it's like. Yeah, you know, the, careful of people that just want to capture your attention after a service, after the Word of God, which, listen, if you're looking for prophecy, don't look any further than the Word of God. I mean, you you, you have, that's all prophetic, all, the whole thing. And if you can't find it in the Word of God, it's not going to do you any good anyway. It's not going to do you a bit of good. And I've seen so many people, like Pastor Lonnie was talking about, like, man alive, they've gone, you know, Hundred fifty thousand miles out of their way chasing a prophecy that the person who gave it may have been having a bad day. I've given those. And shoot, man, I I thought that this was God. I, I felt it and the whole thing, and you delivered. And you, well, you know, okay, well, <laughs> all right, God, uh, forgive me. And I always leave a prophecy to someone. And I, I'll tell you, I I prophesy more from the stage, just an exhortation, than I do any other way. That, that's just me. That's where I feel comfortable. It's probably because I'm more called and equipped to be a pastor than a prophet. <laughs> so I find my little groove there. But if I ever do a one-on-one prophecy, I always tell the person, you consult God on this. You test the spirits in this. You do that. Don't, don't go and quit everything in the world you were doing because somebody like me came up and gave you a word from the Lord. I, tell, I, I received a word from the Lord, and I've shared this with some people. And I'll tell you, when I received that word, and it's from a prophet. This was a prophet of God. And, I mean, he rings off this whole prophecy. And I thought, this guy doesn't know a clue about what in the world I'm about to do with my life. It doesn't have a clue. That doesn't line up with anything. Only to find out two years later that every detail in fact, Pastor Lonnie allowed me the opportunity to thank him for doing that. He got him on the phone for me. And so, so there's that kind of prophecy as well. Like, you don't, you're, you don't know what God has in store for you until it comes, and then all of a sudden you come across a tape as you're moving across the country, and your wife does and puts it in, and it's like every single detail, I mean, to the nth degree. Freak you out. It will. <laughs> you expect God to do that. You want God's will for your life. You want all of that. But how is all of that? So I moved across the country. Whoop-dee-doo-da-day. If I don't have a legacy in the kingdom of God, who in the world cares? Who, who cares? I mean, yeah, I got some people saved and that is wonderful. Yes, we had some miracles and signs and wonders. Wonderful. But what would be there that would be lasting? Something that would grow way beyond me, my life, what I did, but I'll have it as what I would call blocks in the kingdom of God that went as a a better foundation to continue to build the kingdom of God. We all have this small, which seems almost insignificant role in the kingdom of God, but when everybody's doing their part, I'm telling you, it's like your body with 60 trillion cells. Somehow, your body figures out how to make all that work inside of you. Well, we are likened as unto the body of Christ. Each one doing their part. And I'll tell you, if we learn to do that, uh, let me put it to you this way. You can do nothing in and of yourself. Absolutely nothing. You could live a whole life. You could accumulate all the wealth in the world you wanted. You, You could do all kinds of good stuff. It's not going to amount to anything. But you can do all things through the empowerment of Christ that strengthens you. And so it's the grace that goes before you that's doing the work. It's your obedience to grab a hold of that thing and do your part. But I'm telling you, even to just say, well, I'm going to do that, and you don't do it with a measure of faith, you don't do it with the understanding that Christ is doing the actual work and that this is an incredible legacy he is building his kingdom upon, yeah, you can miss a lot of great stuff. So I want to talk to you about these things over the next few weeks. The theme scripture, and I'm going to read this for sure once every service, maybe more. But Jesus really had a legacy mindset. He really did towards the end of his life. And it says right here in John 14, 12 to 14, it says, Verily, or Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. And what does that say? They will do even greater things than those things because I'm going to my Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I'll do it. He'll do it. Can you see the legacy here? Jesus is still here, man. He's just going, okay, well, hey, guys, good job, good job. Hey, guess what? I'm check- checking out of here. I'm going over there. And when I do, you're going to do greater things than I did. That's a legacy. That is like, oh my goodness. You look at that three. Four-year period that Jesus, I mean, was baptized in the Holy Spirit and, I mean, went out and performed every miracle sign and wonder. I mean, people getting saved everywhere. I mean, just incredible ministry. And you think, I'm going to, I have the ability or the capacity to do greater things than Jesus himself did. That is the greatest legacy he could have ever left. The greatest one. And he empowered all of us to do it. And so I want to talk to you about four main things. I hope you write these down, because this is really where the crux of this is going to go, where I believe the church is going to move more dynamically in than maybe in the history of the church. And it begins with training, equipping, empowering, And releasing training equipping empowering releasing sometimes that gets way out of order in the global church sometimes people get a lot of zeal when they get saved and they empower themselves rather than being endued with the empowerment right and so then they go out, and they go out, right? Or they release themselves. Of course, we know how much harm can come from that. You know, you, you see lots of people go out and do that, and they start a home church, and then they end up hurting everybody because they didn't know what they were doing, and then you know, it's, it's a big, big problem. And so what I believe in my heart of hearts is that the church is going to focus on four main things, and the more we can focus on those things, the more can happen in the kingdom of God the way it's supposed to happen. There's a scripture, I think, in Romans that says that the gifts of the Spirit are without repentance. So you have to understand, it's not saying that you're not going to make error and you need to repent. What it's saying is the gifts are without repentance, The gifts are perfect the way they are, but to Pastor Lonnie's point last Sunday, you can get out there and, like, really discredit the kingdom of God more than you're giving credit to to it, and you can come across as someone that can't be trusted, someone that doesn't understand the Word of God, and someone that, that, that has lots of zeal, but really hasn't been trained, equipped and the empowerment yet has not yet come. Now, of course, you're empowered with salvation, you're empowered with the gifts of the Spirit, all of those things can happen. But if you're not trained and equipped on how to do that, it'd be like jumping in an airplane tomorrow morning into the pilot's seat, and you've never had a lesson in your life. Uh, Lots of buttons here to push looks pretty cool you know like wow i wonder what that thing does and oh you know and you start turning the knobs well trust me you're probably not going to get off the ground and if you do you can probably cause a lot of damage and so we want to make sure at faith builders church that you're trained equipped empowered and released now we have uh pastors, speaking pastors here, and they're, they're released. I mean, we, we've made that clear. You know, hey, you can call this your home church. We you, know, you guys come and go and do that. But I'll tell you, that is a role and responsibility. And, of course, our, our elders here, that's a role and responsibility that they have, I wouldn't say earned, but they've done the training, the equipping. They've been released or empowered and and, and released by God. Sometimes you think, well, there must be some ladder I can climb at the church, you know, where I could just climb a ladder like you do in the corporate world. You know, if I just do these things, then those things will happen and so on and so forth. And, you know, it should be automatic. I mean, after all, can't they see everything that I do around here? Can't they see all the things that I contribute to? Don't they see how much I give here? I mean, where's my role? Where's my responsibility? I'll be quite honest with you. It's not hers to give. It's ours to govern, right? But it's not ours to give. And so this just speaks to the point of creating a legacy, a Christianity legacy. What is your legacy, your Christian walk that will go on and on and on, even after you check out of this place completely. Much like Jesus just says, hey, I've done some pretty great things, but I got to check out of here. And I am telling you guys, you're trained, you're equipped. I'm going to empower you. I want you to go wait in the upper room, by the way, and you're going to be what? Endued with power from on high right so it's like okay go wait in that upper room you're going to be empowered and it's undeniable when that happens. It's not something you're going to conjure up, something you're going to make happen. Well, you know, praise God, I'm going to pray extra hard, and then for sure I'm going to have the best word ever, you know. i tell you, I, that is pride. That is arrogance. That's a lot of other things. Just be open to receive whatever the word is. If the gift is yours, it's so authentic, it's almost like the air you breathe. It's, a, it, 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 it's not the right word, but it, it's, it, it's your lifestyle. It's, 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 you're in power. You're endued with that. It's so authentic, you don't have to tell anybody about it. Yeah. If you've ever been new here and you met me for the first time, you, we, we meet each other, you tell me your name, and then I tell you mine. I, I don't announce myself as Pastor Paul. I just say, hey, I'm Paul. Nice to meet you. Hey, let me have, let me help you find a seat. Hey, do you know where the bathrooms are? Hey, let me get your kids over here to the. You see what I mean? It's not about my title. Who who in the world cares about a title if it doesn't come with the gifts of God, right? And I I have to accept those gifts and then I have to operate in those gifts. And I love the word that was shared tonight from the from here after praise and worship. You can grow cold in those things, man. You can get bitter in those things, man. You can get hurt in there and all kinds of stuff. And then, well, you know, I probably one of the most difficult lessons I had to learn as a young pastor was that there were hurtful people in the church. Like, you're just trying your best, right? I mean, you're, <laughs> you're, you're learning. God's teaching you. You're, you're on a learning curve about like this, you know. And you, you, you start to experience some of that. And there was an episode that, that I, and I, I wish I would have handled it better, but praise God, i am overcome it. it. It's beautiful. But And I can look back on it, but you can learn from it. If ever you're offended and you're in the role that God's called you to, or you're hurt in the body of Christ, let me tell you what, that's not the time to say, well, I'm backing off. I did that, cost me two or almost three years of authentic ministry. Now, I could still play the games. I could still go through the motions, trust me. I know Christianese like anybody else. Yeah. But no anointing on it whatsoever because my heart was hurt. It was injured. It was, it was devastated. Don't allow that to happen in your life. Build the legacy that you want, not what they did, what you're going to do and what you're going to continue to do, even in the most difficult of situations. Now I already pushed one button. I might as well push another. Listen, if you can't get over being hurt in the body of Christ, we got to cast the demon out of you. Like, literally got to cast it out. Because it's so important that the true you, authentic you, comes out and it blossoms in the most perfect way. Ways that you could never have orchestrated in and of yourself. you got to get over hurt. You've got to get past hurt. Jesus was hurt severely, severely by those closest to him. And yet he continued to press on to the high call of God. Nevertheless, may your will be done. Nevertheless, may your will be done. Nevertheless, and I love that stating as I stated, nevertheless, always the more. Choose it. Just keep choosing it and choosing. This is a legacy that you're building, and I mean eternal, eternal rewards for what you'll do, no matter what, in every circumstance. Find a reason to be thankful. Pray for everything in every situation. I mean keep Going, Don't let yourself get down. Listen, the only thing worse than what happened is you feeling bad about it, you stepping out of the authenticity of who you are in Christ. Don't let that stuff eat at you. Don't let it rob you. I mean, you gotta hold those gifts so close to you, and no one in the world may even recognize the gift yet but you know, God has spoken to you. You know what the gift is and you lead with that gift. You, I mean, you got to believe it even when no one else does, because guess what? If you don't believe it, no one will believe it. You got to believe it and you got to live it. You got to, I mean, do it with all your might. How many people in here got up one day to go to work and you were tired, not feeling good and Boss was mean to you. Yeah, yeah I, I, me too. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I, you and I. Just him and I. Praise God. Yeah. You'll get up and do that for a dollar. Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord, forgive me. You'll get up and do that for a dollar, but you won't get up and do that for the legacy that you will create that has eternal rewards. You got to wake up. You, you got to... What what would you say tonight Quentin? the sleeper needs to awaken, right? I mean, like get awake, shake yourself. The Bible says, encourage yourself in the Lord. No one else is doing it for you. Encourage yourself. Take the time. Take it. Because otherwise, I'm telling you, that devil would love nothing more for you to just live this mediocre Christian life. Yeah, yeah, little dabble in here, dabble in there playing around with, I mean real power. you gotta you gotta recognize that. This is not like little power. This is omnipotent power that God entrusts to you. And when we play with that power, I'm telling you it's very, very dangerous for you and for the people that you're ministering to because you know that you're not in that pocket. You know that you're just kind of backed off. And, and I hope that you guys are awakening to this because if you want to create a good Christian legacy that will live long beyond you, do whatever it's going to take. Say no when God says no. The Bible says let your yes be yes and your no be no. Final. That's it. I don't know anything else. Well, what about this? And What about that? And Wouldn't you rather? No, I don't know anything about that. I already said yes or I already said no right? And then the rest of it is, man, set it and forget it. Let's go. Where's this going to lead? And I have no answer to that other than it's going to lead you right into the place that God has called you to and for, but you're going to need good teaching. 2 Timothy three sixteen to 17 says, all scriptures God breathed and useful for teaching. What's that next one? Oh, and the next one? Oh, correcting. And training in what? Right. I'm going to come back to that. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, is that based on your works? Not at all. No, it says all scriptures God breathed. And useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. And I think this is where good, solid Christians get tripped up. They forget about their own righteous standard. Not one you've earned. Not one that you, you know, you just did all the right things and, you know, gave the right amount of money. No, no, no. Righteousness. You are righteous. I don't know about that today, Pastor Paul. Man, I, I did this and that and the other. If there's something that can rob you of your righteousness, when you have your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, he's the Lord, your Savior, right? And you're working through these issues of life, you are righteous all the way through. All the way through. And I'll tell you, condemnation is one of the greatest robbers of righteousness. It will rob you blind. It'd be like saying, my skin is not white. And going around telling everybody, my skin is not white. Well, yeah, it is. I can see it's white. And, of course, that's your pastor talking to you. No, you're righteous. No, you are. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going through all this difficulty, all these problems, all these sins that I do, and everything else. Listen, if it was based on what you could do for yourself, (laughs) then there's no cause for Christ whatsoever. Absolutely no cause. But I will tell you, as a man of God, there's a cause of Christ in my life to this day. (laughs) There is a cause, and I'm telling you, I, I have got to go through life with enmity for the things of God in the back of my mind that I don't even know is enmity. I'm deceived in areas I don't even know I'm deceived in. And so, therefore, you've got to deal with that thing quickly. And you've got to understand that it's through the Word of God, that righteousness, through the teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. Yeah. I didn't write that that's the Word of God as much as it says you're saved and going to heaven if you believe in Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior it says that in black and white and so if someone comes to you and is trying to nurture your development and growth and have to bring some correction let it go just okay great you know let me move on yeah no you move on You're righteousness God in Christ Jesus we're all here to learn but the gifts of of those that God places you under, are there to nurture the development of that. They really are, and trust me, I'd rather be the guy that sits right back there in the back row, put my tithe and offering in there, sign up for you know men's work day, and go home. I I, I would, yeah, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I am compelled. I'm no longer my own. I, I, I've been bought with a price, and, and I've accepted the price has been paid. And unfortunately, for my flesh and my reprobate mind, I've got to keep going the direction that God calls me to go in. And I have to do it authentically. I can't, you know, dilute it. I can't, you know, but, but there's still this Paul in everything I do, Right? My personality, my, who, who I am and how I function, right? Which is completely imperfect. And in many instances, completely insane. Yeah. You're only privy to what I actually say, not what actually runs through this thing in a day. So thank God for that. <laughs> Proverbs 22.6, it says, Start children off the way they should go. And even when they're old, they will not turn from it. Parents, you are responsible to make sure that your children understand the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. If they have, now you got to grab a hold of this because it says start children off the way they should go. So you're responsible to get it started. And even when they're old, they'll not turn from it. It's not over till it's over. If you got children out there that are wandering in the desert and just living their lives, and I'm just here to tell you, it ain't over. You did your part. And as imperfect as that was, You did your best, and your best plus God's grace equals more than that. Well, I don't know if I did my best. You know, I got a divorce, and I got this, that, and the other. No, no, no. Listen to me. You did your best. That was the best you could do at the moment that you did it. Accept that. Now, take on the righteousness of who you are through the Word of God and begin to empower yourself and understand that God not only allowed you to have that child, but that there's an anointing for, as a father and an anointing as a mother there's an anointing as a grandfather a gram whatever you are to someone else in your family you are the best resource to be continue to pray for and to minister to that individual of course they've seen all your imperfections yeah you didn't show up for the soccer games like you were supposed to you went to work instead or who knows you didn't take them to church every week. You, you know, You, whatever. Let all that stuff go. That ain't going to put you anywhere. You, everything that's happened in your past is, is as solid as concrete. You ain't going to change it. You cannot go back and change it. But what you can do is empower yourself to move forward, create the legacy that you would hope for before you leave this planet. And you are empowered to do all those things as you gain your understanding in the teaching. And you've already done your part with those kids. And if you have kids, keep doing your part. And don't beat yourself up every time they do something they're not supposed to, and then they don't want to go to church, and, you know, they, whatever. Let all that stuff go. Let them be who they're going to be. Because I promise you, if their salvation is completely dependent on what you're going to do for them, particularly once they get to a certain age, it ain't going to work long term, because the life is going to happen. They're not going to be living in your home. Yeah. Well, some of you're like I wish they didn't still live there, but well, that's your problem. <laughs> There's other training and equipping you should have been doing along the way. <laughs> Ephesians 4:11 through 13. I just love the word of God. Don't you love the word of God? It says so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, The evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. If you've ever heard of the fivefold ministry, that's what they're talking about. You can't look up the fivefold ministry in your Bible. Where's the fivefold? It's right. It just means one plus one plus one plus one plus one. That's five. Okay. And those are the, are the, the the ministries that God has given to the church. And it says that they've been given to equip his people for works of service. Not to just occupy a blue chair. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, I mean that that's the reason, okay? So if God's going to give these incredible gifted people, right? And those people are gonna give their lives over to such a thing that's potentially, you know, not their first choice, then then I'm just being with a carnal mind. I mean, I'm just being real with you, right? And so it's to equip God's people for the works of service. That's 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 it, right there. You got it. It's like, oh, you mean that out of the fivefold ministry, I can gain the training and the equipping that I'm going to need, so that I too can find my gift. Oh, wow. And it's like, you got to get that. I mean, you're, you're a born again Christian. You've got to understand the word of God, understand the structure that he's created, understand the reasons behind he, the, what he does. And it's so you can find your place in the kingdom of God, too your giftings, your talents, your abilities. Yeah, it's not all about the pulpit, guys. I'm telling you, it's just not. There's a world out there who's not also watching here that's immensely greater than what we'll minister to in a week or a month or even a year. There's a world out there. What is God calling you to? Well, if you will receive the instruction from the five-fold ministry, you will find your place of service. It says, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach Unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God to become what? Mature. Attaining to the whole measure. Oh, my goodness. To the fullness of Christ. Not to the fullness of you. Not to the fullness of, you know, some super mega church pastor somewhere. No, no, no. To the fullness of Christ. I don't know if I coined it or not, but there's nothing missing or broken in the finished work of Jesus Christ. I I think I coined that. But I'm just telling you, there is nothing missing or broken in the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's why there's no repentance in the gifts that God gives, because the gifts are perfect. You're imperfect. The gifts are perfect. Perfect. And the more you can understand that, that, oh, my goodness, God's given these gifts to people. He's given me a gift. And that I'm here to play my part in the kingdom of God, to do it with all my heart, never to lean to my own understanding, to completely absolve myself of the carnality of my own mind that would want to reject that role in the kingdom of God. That's the exact same spirit that Satan himself had well i mean my goodness i have this position right i want more well careful what you wish for uh, i guarantee the devil's not proud of that any longer and he's got a lifetime in eternity of hell fire brimstone for all the evil works he's doing because none of them are authentic Any longer. Everything he does is cursed now. Think of your role in the kingdom of God and how important that role is no matter how insignificant it is. I want you to think about that, and I want you to begin to understand that you need the teaching of the Word of God to liberate you from that carnality, which is robbing you and the kingdom of God of the role and the responsibilities that God has. By the way, already in store for you. Already in store. But he's not—he's—he's—he's he's, he's like the driving instructor, right? <laughs> you know, he isn't just out willy-nilly just issuing licenses. You know, <laughs> I mean, this isn't some online deal. Just come get your license. No, 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 no. Uh, licensing is a whole another thing even in ministry. You don't need a license to do your part in the kingdom of God. I promise you that. You do not need a license to do that. You're licensed by the word of God, which is sure, which is true. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows exactly what you were created for. Man, the more attention you can provide to that, the greater opportunity the grace of God will have in every area of your life. I tell you, I have felt like the biggest idiot or fool for something I've done, but man, my heart was in it to win it and the whole thing, and God just comes in, makes it look like the greatest thing ever. I've stood up here, delivered messages, and thought, man, alive, that landed like a lead brick, man. Holy moly. You know, walk out of here, and thank God the Packers run on after for church, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, let's not speak against the Packers. We'll get into that teaching later. Only to have, and I'm not kidding you, I've had people come back months later. You remember that message you gave? Oh, my goodness. I just want, you know, I've always wanted to tell you this, and I just thank you for listening to me. And I'm like, that was the worst, like, Worst. I've had people, I mean, lay hands on people, praise God, and just walk away and go, I don't think any one of these people received anything. i, did. I just like, what in the world? Only to find out later. I, I had a young lady, and 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 she. we used to do a food bank right here at the church. And uh, I prayed for her, and I says, you know what, you, you, your problem is... It, 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 is healed. And it, As I'm saying it, I'm like, okay, you know. Thank God for your grace. Hallelujah. I'm just speaking the word. Hallelujah. This, this was a terrible problem, by the way. Ongoing for years and years and years. And I went, she came back over here, and she says, you know, they cut me completely open, and they could find, she was just covered in cysts. I mean, it was just Unbelievable. She said, There was not one cyst in there. What happened? And I said, You were healed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You got to be in it, to win it, guys. And God will teach you those lessons along the way. You can't heal a doggone person. You just lay your hands on people in faith and you say, God, in Jesus' name, your word says. And I've been taught this, I've been equipped, and I have been empowered, and I've been released. Now, I command that thing to go, and it will go. It will go. It's amazing to me how we compartmentalize the Word of God. Hmm, buddy. And boy, now we got, I don't know how many, Pastor Lonnie, how many uh, Christian uh, Denominations, you think we have now? Oh, wow. Hundreds and hundreds, right? I mean, just just in, the Baptist. Just in Baptist alone. Now yeah, praise <laughs> the Lord. <Yeah. laughs> so I'm just saying, they'll compartmentalize that Word of God so much that oh, we got it. Oh no, they're wrong and we're right. no oh, no, they're wrong. I'm telling you, there isn't a single person on this planet that knows all truth. I'm telling you right now, you only need to know one truth. And that is, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came and died for my sins. And praise God, I walk in goodness and mercy all the days of my life. Whether I feel like it, whether I want to, whatever. Please, I beg of you, don't... Here's the next step in your teaching. If you're in a ministry, don't do it for the sake of having to do it. Don't give grudgingly or out of necessity. Be cheerful. I mean, like, listen... God gave you that position. We do not at this church just say, well, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. We don't do that. And I mean, there's people that you think, man, we should do that. You get this check in your spirit, right? You're like, okay, maybe it's for later, but it's not now, right? And that's okay. But I just want to tell you, if A, if you're not in a ministry, get in one. Get your kids in there too. Pray for the people in that ministry. If you're not a leader and you're, just, you're, you're there as a, a servant to the leader of that ministry, esteem that, that leader. They're called just like you. I'm sure they'd rather just go and do the other thing too from time to time. They need encouragement. They need somebody to say, hey, thank you so much. Hey, keep up the great work. Hey, I so appreciate you. Hey, would you mind if I put the schedule together next month? Hey, would you? You know what I mean? And leaders, you better be working yourself out of that job. You better make room for those who are coming up. You better be in prayer over them. If they don't show up for their ministry that day, you call them. Hey, I'm calling. I'm checking in on you. How are you doing? You know, hey, I heard you're not feeling well. I'm calling with, uh, I mean, a measure of faith to get you healed, right? I want to see you at church. I'm here for you. You need anything from me. You call me. I'm, I'm, I'm there for you. Amen. Yeah. It's not just about, well, I'm the leader of this or I'm the leader of that. whoop dee doo da da. You got to do the work now. You <laughs> Faith without works is? Yeah. And death is cursed. That work becomes cursed, just as Satan's work becomes cursed. It's inauthentic in every possible way. Yeah. Man, the word of God is just like a sword, does not it? Just cut through. But you know what? You don't feel the pain. Praise God. You just move on. Hallelujah. Maybe, maybe you are feeling the pain tonight. but <laughs> Hebrews 5.12. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers... You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word over again. You need milk, not solid food. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. You you need to put the kingdom first, whatever that is. And and I mean I'm telling you, my wife and I have said no to so many You don't think that there's been people that said, hey, we'll fund everything you want. You come out. I want you to do this, that, and the other. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. But you know what? I knew in my heart that those were not things that God had called me to. And I'd rather stay right where I'm at and do the things that God has for me to do and learn the lessons I need to learn along the way and help the people that want to participate in that than to go off onto some bunny trail, go out there, and then all of a sudden you're funding, oh, by the way, jerk it right from underneath of you. And they can't even help but to do it because it wasn't God's will in the first place. You see what I'm saying? Was it a good thing that they saw a gift? Was it a good thing that they thought you could do something great? Was it a good thing that they said that they could fund something like that for you? All of that, it was good in the natural. But the problem was, is it wasn't God's will. And so the end of that is not going to be a legacy. (laughs) You come to the end of that real, real quick. I'd rather do what God tells me to do and do it with all my heart, then then the compromise. And and I, I don't know where all of you are at, but I assure you there's areas of compromise in all of our lives where we're just really not allowing the authentic of the gifts of God and, and, and the enthusiasm and the level of expectation and the work you'll put into it. I'll tell you, before I was a pastor, I was told I was going to be a pastor, both by a prophet and God told me actually within a few weeks after being saved. And I would get all these messages, man. I'd be like, oh my goodness, I got to get this message. I got to, you know, like this is going to be a great message. God said, well, write it down. Well, I don't have anywhere to take it. Write it down. Do the work. Okay. I write this whole message. Of course, those early messages, you have about 45 scriptures. Praise the Lord. You know, just (laughs) go right from Genesis all the way to Revelation. I mean, can't you see this? I mean, look at this, you know. But I had written hundreds and hundreds of messages. Threw them away. There's so many. I mean, just uh, whole notebooks and just like, well, I don't need this stuff anymore. And what I didn't realize was that God was perfecting the gift within me. And it was almost like the David experience. He's out here taking care of a bunch of sheep over here. No expression of anything other than I got to kill some lions and some wolves and get these sheep from A to B, right? But it's amazing what God can do. And the stillness, just the obedience to do what God's called you to do. And it's also critical that you understand that (laughs) some of y'all, boy, oh boy, Lord Jesus, why do you do that? So, So, let's just go off of what the Scripture says. By this time, I'm reading this to you. You ought to be teachers. Some of you in this room. You ought to be teachers. But for a variety of reasons... You're not. And I'd rather read that word to you and have you hear it and have you respond to that to get back on track. I will tell you one thing God is a God of redemption. Yes. You you could lose a decade of your life honest to God, and you get your heart right with God, you get those gifts in operation, God will redeem it all in a day. Yes. In a day. But you gotta grab a hold of this stuff. You gotta make it more real than this podium or more real than the chair you're sitting on. It's like, wow, I wanna create a legacy and I can't do that in and of myself. I need to find God's will for my life and I need to become accountable to the body of Christ in order to do that. I need to know the word of God. I need to be taught the word of God. I've got to understand it. I've got to deepen that more and more and more. And the more I can understand, I'm telling you, understanding will will, will lead to, uh, 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 knowledge will lead to understanding. Understanding will lead to wisdom, godly wisdom. You'll know what to do. I mean, the devil won't even stand a chance. You'll see him five miles away. What he could have done right here in your presence and you wouldn't have known the difference, I'm telling you, you get to understanding the Word of God. You become teachable by the Word of God. I'm telling you what, you will see the devil five miles away. He doesn't even stand a chance. Some of you even need to get over the fact that you can tell the devil what to do. You have complete supreme authority over that devil. I've seen so many people just say, well, I don't want to stir the pot. You know, praise God. You know, he'll come after me. He's after you anyway. I mean, come on. You might as well tell him, give me your best shot. Let's get this over with right here. Give me your best shot because I already know you're defeated. You do not have the power nor the authority to do anything to me to stop me at all. You got to get past that, guys. You you got you to gotta gain wisdom. You got to get beyond these elementary things and become the teachers because the teachers are the ones like Pastor Lonnie demonstrated. Very prophetic word. Already had the conversation. Beautiful job. But he had all these generations up here. And what I've noticed is is the older people get, the more the young people think they don't know anything, the more they become disempowered when they were already empowered, in fact, you young folks out here wouldn't even have the opportunity for the gospel of the good news Jesus Christ without those people right. fought the battles that did the stuff, <laughs> not knowing where they were going, how they were going to get there, all the crazy mistakes and everything else. This generation here in the 50s plus are really here to make sure that these folks over here are taught, yeah. equipped, Empowered and released in their lifetimes. Because if they're not, what have we really done? Last scripture, Titus 2, 7 to 8, in everything set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity. Integrity is wholeness. If you take a, a bicycle wheel and you dent it, it loses its integrity. It becomes weakened seriousness and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. This is the reason you need to be trained and equipped before you're empowered and before you're released. So we're going to go deeper in this as we continue to go through this. Um, I want to read this uh, theme scripture one more time to help you understand the legacy that Jesus Christ has left you. Very, very, Verily, verily, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Start with that. And they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to my Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You are empowered to do the things Christ did and even greater things. Yes. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you tonight for the legacy of your church. We thank you, God, that we got to be participants on the legacy that those before us have left that we have picked up, and that we continue to carry on. May we have a heart for the word of God. May we have a heart for the fivefold ministry. May we have a heart for the works of service that each of us is called to do. Just thank you for the training that will come, the equipping that will come, the empowerment that will come, and the releasing that will come. May we each find our place. May we do that with a whole heart. And we put those things first in our lives. Be authentic in those things, even in our imperfect state. May we have the ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church for this hour, for this time, such as this, for the legacy of your kingdom. Through us. Thank you, Jesus, for sharing your glory with us so that we can release that into the earth. For without that, we could do nothing. I want to make sure tonight that every one of you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you want to come back to Christ, or maybe tonight you really want to solidify your role in the kingdom of heaven. You really want to figure out what that is. You really want to press into that Or maybe you've been in that role and that's just been a role that's kind of been left on the wayside. Maybe it was a hurt, maybe it was pain, it was difficulty. I want you to say this prayer together with me tonight. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I make you the Lord of my life. Teach me, equip me, empower me, release me. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. With every head bowed just for another moment here. If you came to the Lord, came back to the Lord, or you really are committed to coming back, to the authenticity of what God called you to do and to really begin right where you're at. You're just going to move forward. Just raise your hand tonight to acknowledge that. Thank you for those hands. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, eyes open, looking around. Praise God. Find somebody to put their butt in one of these blue seats on Sunday. Praise God. We promise to give them the gospel. We promise to give them the opportunity to lead them to Christ. We promise, we promise, we promise. And we will do everything just as we do for you to love you back to life so that you can find your purpose in the kingdom of heaven. God bless you all.